words on water. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by DN Tanks. DN Tanks designs and constructs circular, pre-stressed concrete liquid storage tanks. With over 90 years of experience, DN Tanks is generation strong. For more, visit dntanks.com. Hi, welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. This is the host, Travis Loop. The importance of students and young professionals to the water sector has never been greater. There's a lot of efforts throughout the workforce to interest these people and and bring them in and recruit them, integrate them into the water sector. So I'm very pleased to have uh, this guest with me today, Ed Holmes with DN Tanks. He is the Director of Technical Training and Development. Ed, how are you doing? Doing great, Travis. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good as well. Glad we could have this conversation. Really excited about it because you've been involved in working with uh, students and young professionals for quite some time and, and have uh, some great perspective that I'm looking forward to sharing with listeners. Could you kind of give a, a summary first of, of uh, the program that DN Tanks has for engaging students? Yes, I'd, I'd love to. Um, so we have an, an intern in cooperative education program um, at, at DN Tanks where the students are they're doing real work in the areas of engineering, construction, and finance. Uh, the reason I use that term real work is because you know they're not making copies and not running errands for full-time staff. Uh, they're, they're part of our team. They're adding great value every day. Um, an example of this might be, you know, they might be working alongside a professional engineer uh, who's designing a, a heavy-duty uh, shoring design for a roof support, and they're working side-by-side, side, working right with them. Or uh, perhaps they could be with our estimating team and, uh, you know, trying to figure out if a customer could use a piece of land for a future project down the road. Uh, the, the students, what they'll do is they'll work mostly uh, eight-hour workdays uh, for four to six months consecutively. Uh, but in some cases, they can work uh, half days where they go to school maybe in the, in the morning and then they go uh, to work in the afternoon. Uh, we have uh, programs and we work in California with San Diego State University. Uh, in Texas, we're working closely with Texas A&M and the uh, University of Texas, their Arlington campus. And then in Massachusetts, uh, we've had a 45-year relationship with uh, Northeastern University, their cooperative education program. One of my great mentors that I had in, in my day is uh, Salvatore Marx. He ran the program for over 30 years and, uh, and retired in, in 2016. So um, I, I feel great about the program because um, uh, that's how I started uh, a long time ago. Um, I was a Northeastern co-op as well. Ah, so it all it all comes back around. I like that. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Awesome. And so, how many students would you say at one time are involved in this program? 
I would say, um, let's see, uh, in the vicinity of 10 uh, uh, across the three offices. That, okay. You know, sometimes it's nine, sometimes it's 11, but uh, a nice round number of 10 usually works pretty well. Gotcha. Uh, I, I really want to hear about a little more about this. I want to dive in because I understand that uh, this is a very thoughtful approach that you take to working with the students. It's not just kind of your typical internship, if you will. Um, I'm really interested in what you all provide to help develop them and support them, especially to become well-rounded professionals. This is an area of emphasis for you. Absolutely, yes. I, you know, each student that comes in, uh, they'll they'll have a, a manager, Travis, and that manager will work with them very closely uh, in terms of training, mentoring throughout the whole work period. So they'll they'll get a lot of technical training uh, from that manager. An example might be, you know, they've taken a course in, in AutoCAD in college, uh, but then they come in with us and really in in one month, maybe a month and a half, uh, they're drawing uh, structural components in, in AutoCAD. And the, the students, it, it makes me smile because uh, the students, are, they're always amazed at uh, how much they can do in such a short amount of time. And it's, it's, it's really fun to see. Uh, we also teach the students about uh, leadership and professional development. We think that's a, an incredibly important part of their overall um, uh, training process. You know, so the student's manager, um, it starts with, with this person. Um, they're going to help the student with things like soft skills. Um, other people call these people, you know, people skills like humility, uh, communication, teamwork, empathy, things like that. Uh, our managers, you know, they're, what they're trying to do is shape the whole person. Uh, they care about the students. They want to see them grow. Um, I like to use a quotation, uh, one of my favorite quotes from uh, Lily Tomlin. Uh, she said that, uh, I like a teacher who, who gives you something to take home to think about besides homework. <laughs> and this is, a, this is a quote about, you know, life lessons, right? It, it's not just uh, how do I learn how to use AutoCAD, right? It's, it's also... You know, how do I treat people? How do I make sure that I'm a good teammate? So those, those are some of the things that go on. Um, I get to get involved uh, with the students um, on a monthly basis. I usually bring them in for a, a monthly leadership, uh, a little forum where we, ahead of time, I'll ask them to watch uh, some brief videos, maybe read an article as a homework assignment. And then we get in the conference room and we start talking about teamwork, building trust, uh, earning respect amongst our peers. And um, at, at the end of the day, uh, they, the things that they say in these meetings, it's awesome. Uh, I, I always walk away with a new perspective. Um, it's, it's, it's fun for me, but it's also, I, I feel like I learn just as much as they do when, I, when I'm in there. Wow, well, that's terrific. I, I like hearing all of this about the the development of the quote soft skills and people skills. I think a lot of times internship programs focus a lot on just uh, you know the technical end of of a job um, and don't don't look at developing the folks. And I've never heard uh, you mentioned humility, so that was really interesting to hear that raised. I think it's a uh, that's a good trait for someone to have in the workplace, right? You want confidence um, and, and you want to 
act with confidence, but uh, it's, it's important to have humility as well, and uh, that's that's a great, great thing that you guys emphasize. I, I think on that one, Travis, I would say, you know, confidence, absolutely so, so vital, um, but you can be humble and confidence at, at the same time, and we try to teach them, listen, if, if you're good at what you do, then just go show us, right? Mm. Um, you don't need to talk about it. Um, all you got to do, we're going to figure it out in a week, maybe two weeks, uh, how good you are. Everyone in this building is going to know it just by working with you. So show them, don't tell them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about how you integrate the students into the into the company's activities? You mentioned that they, they get some of these experiences, but I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit more about it and especially the idea of uh, rotating them around to different focus areas and, and the value of that experience. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so the, you know, the students, they get involved um, really in a majority of, of everything that we do business wise and also our social activities. You know, they're treated like uh, full-time engineering professionals uh, that are just part of our business. Um, so if we have department meetings, Travis, that they're they're in those department meetings and they're part of the communication loop. If because if we want them to do real work, they have to uh, understand what's happening. And uh, as we all know, things change uh, in ten minutes, and and they have to be part part of that whole process. Uh, they on on their part, they can quickly see uh, how communication, how quickly it moves. And, um, you know, so if we have a student that maybe they trip up a little bit and um, they don't communicate some important information in a timely fashion, well, that's when our manager will step in and provide some coaching. And I think that's a big part of this, this whole process is, uh, is the coaching. We tell the students as soon as they arrive, listen, you know, the, our favorite thing to do is pat you on the back for, for a job well done, but we're not doing our job if we don't coach you up when you when you trip up a little bit. Um, we're going to do it respectfully and professionally, but uh, we're going to help you along the way. Um, we also like to get the students to our social activities. Uh, they bring a ton of uh, just awesome, positive energy to everything that we do. So if we're at a summer barbecue or a holiday social or at a softball game, uh, we want the students there with us. And, and uh, they, they, they add so much to, to what we do. Uh, the students see the importance, you know, they see the importance of getting to know their teammates outside of the office uh, where you get to see a different side of people. Um, and we, you know, we'll have coaching sessions on that where we say, hey, listen, you know, someone that's uh, maybe a little quiet in the office, they get outside uh, playing a little foosball or, or softball and, and, and what happens? They're, they're, they're a different person there. They, they open up a little bit. Sure. Um, on, on the question about the uh, rotating them, you know, uh, we, we've had students that say, hey, listen, I want to come back. And, and we love hearing that. We've had many students that uh, that that come back. And what what even if they want to go back to the same department, we'll say, listen, we really think you should try a different department because we want you to have, uh, you know, a real global look. Um, if you were in design engineering, we'd We'd love to see you work in construction management, you know, and get a different focus, uh, a different side of the business and, and see it. And 
you know, all we can do is uh, offer up that uh, coaching and counseling. And then, and then, you know, ultimately we still do want them to come back because we, we love when the students come back to the end tanks. Oh, sure. You, you touched on something I want to dig into a little bit more. You mentioned they've got a lot of positivity, a lot of energy. Um, but I, I want to hear a little bit more about what the strengths are of today's students and young professionals, what value they bring. I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, stereotypes and criticism out there of the younger generation and labeling them as this and labeling them as that, you know, but what are the, as you work with these people year in and year out, what are you seeing now of, of today's students and young professionals? Uh, you know, I think they walk in the door uh, with, with such a, a strong understanding of, of technology. Um, it's, it's, it's just fantastic to see. They're not afraid of computers. Um, if we have new software that we're just bringing into the company, uh, oftentimes they help us bring it in the door. They help us uh, train people up that that uh, that might be struggling with it because you know they're a little older and they don't they're not as good with technology. These young students will dive right in and they're very happy to help in that area. Uh, another thing that I see, Travis, is is they're very curious. You know, they're they're going to ask questions like, um, "Why are you doing it that way?" You know, um, when when we're training and coaching them up, you know, we, we teach these students to be humble and learn all of our you know the the standard operating procedures, the way we do things at DN Tanks. But once they do learn those things, you know, I think there's there's really nothing wrong with with questioning a full-time staff and maybe suggesting an alternate approach. Mm. You know, we see, we see this all the time. Uh, we think it's a, it's a great, a great thing for them to do. And, uh, you know, if they do it, we, we, we pat them on the back and thank them. Um, another area is um, that I see is, is I see how hard they work. Our managers uh, often, you know, stop by my office and say, boy, so-and-so, what, what a hard worker. And, and I often think, you know, I have two, two uh, college grads that, that are in college now, and, and I see how hard they work. And, you know, you, you can't get decent grades in these colleges without, without that work ethic. So, um, uh, you know, seeing that is, is fantastic. Um, they're also, you know, they're a, they're a resource for our departments. They're a human resource. Um, these students, uh, what they help us with is they help us complete uh, all of our important work earlier. That's the way I like to look at it. Um, they, we're going to get it done, but oftentimes, you know, maybe we'll work until nine o'clock at night or we're in on Saturday and Sunday. These students help us get this, this work done earlier. And when they do that, uh, the quality of the work's better and we come up with a better plan and what I see is is these students are excited about being part of that plan. So, you know, again, totally part of what we do, uh, totally uh, part of the team, and you know, the the work ethics uh, phenomenal. Yeah, very very great stuff. What do you think uh, interests them? What what motivates them? You you've mentioned some of kind of what their strengths are and what their talents are, but. What seems to drive today's students and young professionals? You know, I think when, again, we, we sit down with these students and, you know, we just ask them these type of questions, Travis, because, you know, we never want to assume 
that, that we know. Uh, many of us were co-ops, we were interns, but times change and, and we're always asking these type of questions. And what we hear is um, they, they love having uh, the opportunity uh, to work hands-on and, you know, they have all this technical experience that they've picked up in college and now they want to apply it to the real world, you know, and our job lets them do that. Uh, they get excited about, about um, you know, how, how what they learned is, is able to immediately help them. Uh, many of them, the reason they went into engineering was for, uh, it is because they like math and science. Uh, it's something that, um, that really drove them uh, earlier in their life. And, but the thing that I ask a lot is, uh, hey, do you know what you want to do when you graduate? And usually, Travis, the answer is, is no. Um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this co-op program, this intern program, because I just hope that I can figure it out. And I think the program helps them explore all the different possibilities that are out there, which is, which is a great thing. Um, if the student doesn't love what they're, what they're doing on their very first job as a co-op or intern, well, it's, it's pretty easy to, uh, uh, to switch up and, you know, move from a, maybe a design type of position to, again, to a construction uh, management type of role. And we're happy to help them uh, along the way. Uh, again, we advise them as much as possible, but we always say, hey, you've got to make your own decisions. Uh, but you should use your, your college co-op and intern experience to, to really try to figure out what you want to do, um, at least for the early part of your career. You know, because later on in your career, many things are going to change. But, you know, use, use the co-op and intern process to figure it out. So when you, when you graduate, uh, you can hit the ground running. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to expect college students to know what they want to do or where they fit best. And so taking this kind of approach where you give them a variety of experiences uh, is, is certainly helpful, I could imagine, uh, from their perspective. Um, you've mentioned a few ways that this benefits the students. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to that? You know, what, how, how going through a program like this is beneficial for them? Uh, absolutely. Um, so I think, I think it's beneficial because, you, you know, it, it, the reason they want to be part of our program is, is because, you know, they've heard uh, about our relationship with the, with the college, right? They, they know we have a longstanding relationship with, with all the different colleges we work with. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, the students, when they're in their dining halls, they, they talk to each other, right? Uh, that, that happened all the way back when I was at Northeastern. We'd, we'd uh, come back from a co-op assignment and we'd say, hey, how was that company to work for? You know, what did you learn? What did, what did you come away with? And, you know, if the answer was, you know, I ran errands and I, I, I ran around uh, or I made copies, then, you know, that, that, that business would, you know, get crossed out. We, we wouldn't look to, to work there. Um, but, I, I think what happens is the, the students come in during the interview process and they get excited about what they're going to learn. They, they realize they're going to be working with a bunch of uh, uh, former co-ops and interns and uh, that makes them comfortable. That makes uh, the learning environment uh, better for them. Uh, the real work that they see 
uh, we, we lay that right out in the interview process and we, we, we show them some of the things that they're going to be doing. And I, I think they, again, they, they get excited. Um, it's, it's up to our managers, Travis, to, to make sure that we're creating um, really a win-win proposition uh, between uh, for the student and the company. You know, let, let's say we, uh, we teach them how in construction management, how to secure competitive pricing or uh, some work, maybe some rebar installation. Uh, this is a great skill to have a little bit later on, um, maybe a week later, they're helping us select the, the right rebar contractor. And, and then we have them involved in coordinating the work, making sure the sub shows up to the, the job on time with the, with the right amount of people. And I think when you, when you do all of this right, if you train uh, properly, then, then both sides win. You get some really great work done and the students walk away and they say, boy, uh, you know, I'll hear the students say, geez, I was not very good on the phones before. And now I feel I can call anybody for anything. And mm. that always that always makes me smile. Yeah, that's that's huge. Through our conversation here, you've also mentioned a number of benefits of this program, your company. But I was just wondering if you if you wanted to add anything there about um the value it, it brings to DN Tanks to have this ongoing, you know, effort to, to engage with students and young professionals. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think without a doubt, Travis, um, this program, really, it, it's part of our, I would call it part of our overall uh, recruitment strategy. Um, I've heard people around our office say, you know, it's uh, the, the co-op and intern program. It's a little like the minor leagues in professional baseball. Mm. And, and, I, and I would agree with that. Uh, we, you know, we really get, I guess, in essence, it, it's like a four-month or a six-month long interview where, you know, DN Tanks and the student, both sides, can determine, you know, is there a good fit down the road? You know, is this something that uh, uh, might work out um, as a, as a full-time uh, hire? As we sit here today, there is approximately 27 uh, former co-ops and interns uh, working at our offices around uh, around the U.S. And uh, when I look at the names, uh, there's some people that have been pretty instrumental in, in growing our company in, in the past few decades. Um, one thing I would love to mention, too, is uh, we run a, a scholarship program uh, where um, we give away... Uh, it's roughly, let's see, it's uh, two scholarships in the spring and then two more in the fall. Each one of them is $2,500. So it's, it's, it's a $10,000 investment. But uh, what, what happens with this scholarship program is uh, we, we've been able to hire uh, 20 full-time employees in, in the past 12 years. So, you know, when you think about prior to coronavirus, uh, there was quite a war on talent out there. And, you know, this, this program really helps us uh, compete out there. It helps us, um, you know, uh, find, find the right people and, and, and make sure that they're, they're working for, for DN Tanks going forward. Yeah, sure. It's a, it's, a tough, uh, it's a tough marketplace for recruiting and bringing in uh, workers and, and young, talented workers, that's for sure, not just in water and engineering, but across uh, the whole industry. 
Last thing I wanted to ask you about, Ed, is uh, the concept of lifelong learning. Um, you know, from our our conversation before this podcast and and throughout today's conversation, it's clear that you are a fan of this concept. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on on what lifelong learning means and why it's important. Oh, it's uh, one of my favorite topics, Travis, uh, with, without a doubt. Um, I, I think when the students come in the door, you know, we try to really uh, talk about that concept. Um, and, and we start off right away, let them know that, you know, in college, it's, it's a given. You know, you attend school, you know, because you're learning from professors and faculty members, and it's, it's, it's an awesome situation. But after you graduate, it's a little bit more of a, a voluntary pursuit. You know, you, you, have, to, it's, you have to be self-motivated. Uh, the example that I usually try to give them early on in the process is, uh, you know, an old term that, that we've used a long time around DN tanks, which is uh, attending uh, Windshield University. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever heard of, of that one before. <laughs> no. I'm sure you have. I, oh, okay. I don't think um, so, yeah. It's, well, we go on a lot of trips um, at DN tanks. Uh, we cover the whole U.S., so I've been on a lot of four-hour, five-hour uh, trips, and if I have an intern or a co-op with me, then I let them know that, um, you know, this trip is going to be all about learning. We're, we're going to pass a lot of knowledge back and forth during this trip. But if you're alone and you're driving, well, you can, uh, they have plenty of books on tapes. They have podcasts and um, you, you can use that four hours and, you know, you can learn a tremendous amount to help you personally and professionally. Um, sometimes they look at me a little funny, Travis, and uh, they're like, boy, I thought that was, you know, for music. And, and I'm like, listen, I, I love music, too. You want to do plenty of that as well. But try it out. Let me know what you think. And I tell you, there's, there's been uh, many students that have uh, jumped on that bandwagon and uh, have done some good things with, uh, with, with Windshield University. Uh, another, another quick area that... Uh, that we love to talk about is again the, that pursuit of uh, of leadership skills. Um, during those monthly meetings that I was mentioning before, you know, oftentimes, you know, the students will make a comment about the fact that you know when they become a leader, maybe ten years, uh, maybe fifteen years from now, um, you know, and and I, you know, we try to stop them and say, listen you know, leadership doesn't start at a certain age, you know, it can start right now. And um, how can you get started? You know, it, it really, it always uh, starts with leading yourself first. And uh, some of the things you can do there to lead yourself first, simple things, arrive to work on time, uh, communicate updates uh, without being asked, um, have a consistently positive attitude, you know, smile when you're walking down the, uh, the hallway. So, so all those little things add up, and they're all great uh, leadership skills. Students, uh, you know, sometimes look at me and say, hey, I'm doing a lot of these things already. And, you know, that, that's eye-opening to them. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing for them to, to learn. You know, I think as a, as a management group, uh, we're always trying to figure out what these young employees are, are, are thinking. You know, what are they what's their viewpoint on leadership and some of these other topics and you know a quote we use in that meeting a lot is uh none of us are as smart as all of us and uh 
the reason that's an important quote is, you know, it, it's a quote about checking your ego at the door, uh, listening patiently to others, um, not kind of queuing up what you're about to say, but actually just taking a deep breath and listening um, and, and learning something new. Um, so, so I think, you know, from a personal standpoint, I guess uh, I'll, I'll close with this, Travis. Um, I like to tell the students, you know, that I really didn't dive into the topic of leadership until maybe my mid-30s when I started reading some books and watching some videos. But I, but I, wish, I, I wish I started when I was 20, but there's nothing I can do about that. So um, instead, I've said to myself, you know what, I, I, can help, I can help a lot of 20-year-olds going forward. So that's what I've tried to do. Uh, I get them in these meetings and I introduce uh, these topics to them. And I say, you know, if you do the hard work, then you're going to have some great tools in your toolbox. And these tools are going to give you a competitive edge throughout the rest of your career. Um, I, I guarantee it. I, I know it's going to happen. Um, and your career could be in engineering. It could be in construction, water, wastewater. It can be in, you know, it might be in something completely different, but it doesn't matter. Uh, these leadership skills, they go across all industries and they will give you a competitive advantage. So um, it's, 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 uh, it's all part of the lifelong learning curve. And, uh, and usually by the end of their term, they, you know, they'll ask, hey, when's our next meeting? Uh, <laughs> or, you know, what manager? We, ought, we, we like to invite uh, managers to these meetings and they want to know which manager is coming and they get excited by, by, the, by the discussions. Well, fantastic stuff, Ed. A lot of great advice, and hopefully some students and, and younger professionals will listen to this podcast and, and get some ideas and, and inspiration from your words. I'm, I'm sure they will. So, but uh, thank you so much for the time and for, for sharing the story of, of your experiences with all uh, the young, young folks that have come through uh, the doors there at Dan Tank. So thanks, Ed. Thank you very much, Travis. Have a fantastic day. Words on water.